before you run off the races off the idea, make sure that the idea that could be is relevant to what is. What is the short-term and long-term probability that this is going to be a sustainable outcome for you? Now, sure, there are many people who have proved people wrong. The demand said it wasn't there and they carved their own path. They built their own door. That sounds great. But the reality is only less than 10% of folk are actually going to build their own door when there isn't one. The rest of us are going to have to go through a door already established and make their business stand out. You don't just start with one idea and just hope for the best. One of my favorite events of the year is fastly approaching. I'm talking about HubSpot's annual inbound conference in Boston. Some of the headlining speakers are Reese Witherspoon, Andrew Huberman, the captain himself, Derek Jeter, Stephen Bartlett, Guy Raz, and there's so much more with multiple stages featuring industry experts and tracks from sales strategy to AI and innovation. You will walk away with practical tips that you can put into action right away. So mark your calendars for September 5th through the 8th. You can click on the link in the show notes to see all the speakers, the full agenda, and to get your tickets. Now, if you are a listener of the I Digress podcast experience, you know how Inbound has changed my life. And I mean that with all humility, but also in all reality. I had the amazing experience to be a host last year, to be a speaker the previous year, and I'm happy to announce I will be a speaker again this year as the moderator for the great email debate. Get the open versus get the response with the great Jay Schwedelson and Nancy Harhut. And I don't know about you, but I have this feeling that this year's inbound is going to be unforgettable. Tickets are selling out fast. So head over to inbound.com to get yours today or click on the links in the show notes to learn more. Get your tickets now. Everyone has an idea that they swore they knew before somebody else. Then they see it on the TV and like, oh, I thought of that, but they didn't execute. Then you have some who have ideas who actually started the process, but didn't see it to fruition. Then you have some people who have ideas, who put the ideas in motion, but still don't make money. Then you have those people who take the ideas, build a full plan, assess to make sure that that idea, which is the foundation everything else is built on, is sustainable and aligns with the marketplace and matches a high level of demand that they can measure their profit margins properly, execute and grow, and then they are successful. Well, the reality is a whopping 90% of those with ideas who try to convert them into businesses crash and burn within the first five years. That's right. Only 10% make it through the initial entrepreneurial battleground. Now, I can come on here and tell you, you can be in the 10%, no problem. Just believe in yourself. Well, that's not me. And that's not reality. The truth is that you entering your idea and converting into a business and hoping that business has become successful. And mind you, the definition of success is different by everybody's standards. And you're trying to make all of this happen. You will fail along the way. 
You see, we have glamorized entrepreneurship and side hustling and running multiple businesses. We have glamorized hustle culture to the point where it's almost expected. I must admit, I have been one of those people too. I am a high achiever. I have a lot of different things that go through my mind that I just want to do, that I want to get above. I have been in the rat race. I know what it feels like to be at the bottom and on the struggle bus. And as much as that drives me to pursue success and do multitudes of things, that doesn't mean I'm going to be successful in all of them just by sheer willpower alone. The other thing is that we're human. And that, yes, there's 24 hours in the day, but there's only so much time we can commit to so many different things, let alone do it in a way that's going to be good. So on this episode, I'm going to challenge you to sit in the uncomfortable place. This isn't an episode to get your mojo, to get you hyped up about you doing the same thing you've been doing that ain't got you nowhere. This episode is all about breaking down the things we kind of ignore because we don't want to, please don't kill my vibe, please don't kill my vibe energy. (sighs) Sometimes we got to do that. Take a deep breath and confront the reality head on. The truth hurts, but that doesn't mean it's not good for you. The reality is if we don't make modifications and change and optimize and adjust to things, we're just going to do what the numbers say we're going to do. We're going to fail. So it's not a matter of doing until we fail. We're already predestined by the numbers that says we're going to fail. And the market is saying, prove me wrong that you're not going to fail and that you're actually going to succeed. If we get comfortable in the uncomfortable place, that quietness of failure, that everyone isn't saying your idea is great, that, oh, just keep going. The market is just going to move to your whim because you want it to. And you're just going to start making massive amounts of money. No. We have to go claim what is ours. And we have to do it strategically, consistently, and consecutively. What's up, digital world? You're listening to the I Digress audio experience with Joy Sanders. Social media, marketing, storytelling, business, culture, and more. Coming to you in three, two, one. You may have a dream to have an amazing restaurant. But we all know, ain't a restaurant unless you got good food. Now, you could be a good chef. Creating a delicious dish. But here's the thing. You don't have a solid recipe. If you don't have a solid recipe, it's bound to fall flat. If you have a series of recipes that aren't proven solid, that you can replicate the quality, keep the taste high, it's visually appealing, and it tastes good for those who come to the restaurant. And it's worth the money that people want to pay for it. Everything else doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the name of the restaurant. Doesn't matter the location of the restaurant. Doesn't matter how much money you spent on that location or that name, the naming rights, the sign, all those things. If you don't have a series of solid recipes that's going to make you a phenomenal menu, that's worth the money you're trying to charge. That can keep people coming into the door, leaving happy, and bringing more people back with them. Again, your restaurant will fail, period. Yeah, Troy, that's an obvious thing. And yet, similarly, so many businesses stumble and fail because they underestimate the necessity of having an efficient, clearly defined marketing strategy and business operations plan designed for growth, sustainability, and long-term success. They forget that reaching the right audience and nailing their marketing is like adding the perfect blend of spices to a recipe that they got it down to a science. Three cups of this, two cups of that, a half a cup of this, a dollop of this, mix it up, 350 degrees, five minutes, output done. Sounds crazy. But you should be running your business in that way. 
the businesses that you itemize, that you have on your motivational wall, the executives that you listen to on podcasts or attend at conferences, they all are successful because they have systems. And these systems are designed to make their idea that they convert into a business, that they're expanding with their business operations, that they're pushing out with their marketing agenda and initiatives, and they're modifying based off demand, audience, profits, and losses. And they've built sub-series of systems in so many different ways that they should be able to look at a dashboard, that they should be able to look and talk to a few people and instantly have a full, clear picture of where they are and the trajectory of where they are going. Now, I'm not naive. I've been an entrepreneur for a minute. I've grown a lot of businesses. I've built four agencies. I've worked with startups. I've worked with enterprise brands. I've worked with creatives. I'm a man who've done various things in a lot of different industries to pursue a lot of different goals. But the core goal and a key identifier I've seen across all of them is simply this. Most businesses don't have enough cash flow for the goals that they're pursuing. And many of their goals isn't aligned with money. Money allows for so many other things to happen, and money is your safety net when a lot of things that you hope to happen won't happen. When things do go wrong, enough money will cover the mistake. Enough money will allow you to hire new people or instill new systems or to ride out of the wave until you figure out and adjust certain things. Maybe you thought the demand of the market of what you're trying to push out as a product or a service wasn't that high. It wasn't that high. The market ain't Sticking to it is not landing. We don't know what it is. But we got three months worth of runway to figure this out. Now try it. I have the idea and I, I'm good at this one thing, but I don't have the cash flow to do what you're doing. I don't have the operation know-how. Now, I've had in previous episodes before when I clearly expressed based off where you are, based off what you need, and based off your timeline, it's going to determine what do you do? Where do you go? How does this work? Your four currencies, time, money, knowledge, and skill. I can't stress that enough. If you're running out of time and you don't have enough knowledge and you don't have enough skill, that only leaves you with one thing, one currency, and that's money. Money will allow you to pay someone else to instill the systems you can't afford to learn yourself within your time frame to start making money. But if you don't have money, you don't have time, you don't have knowledge, and you don't have skill in the various areas and disciplines you need to make your business work, what are you left with? That means you are walking around with no currency and yet you're expecting folk to buy from you. You have nothing to work this game. And that's the hard truth that I want you to sit with. You have a great idea and maybe you're a great marketer or maybe you're a great seller or maybe you're a great creative. Maybe you're good with people, but you lack other things that if you didn't account for all these different things being in motion and structure and operations, it won't take off the ground. And I think many times people put the blame on themselves as to why they business fail. It wasn't you. It wasn't your idea. It was the transfer of taking that idea and putting it into motion. You run off the races off the idea. Make sure that the idea that could be is relevant to what is. What is the short-term and long-term probability that this is going to be a sustainable outcome for you? Now, sure, there are many people who have proved people wrong. The demand said it wasn't there and they carved their own path. They built their own door. That sounds great. That sounds amazing. That gives me every time when I search for motivational audio on YouTube. But the reality is only less than 10% of folk are actually going to build their own door when there isn't one. The rest of us are going to have to go through a door already established and make their business stand out, carve their own sub-niche, establish their community base, show proof of concept, get results, raise their prices as they're growing, be sustainable, and pivot and modify adjust as things change. 
You don't just start with one idea and just hope for the best. The classic story of Canva. How many times was Canva denied? And we're like, no, Canva's amazing. Who would ever deny Canva being Canva? Well, here's the thing. Canva that we know today wasn't Canva when they pitched it years ago. When you were given an idea, when you have a vision, it is your responsibility to convert that idea into a vision, into a manifestation, into a proof of concept, into a undeniable, intentful product or service or deliverable that folk need, that it solves a problem so big that with the right marketing or right naming or right operations or the right opportunity in a very specific market, it will prove itself and it will continue. But sometimes we tell our ideas, we go through the vision board, we manifest the product and we push the service out to the wrong people. Now, one thing I will say that hurts a lot of people's feelings when they come to me and we talk growth strategy and all this stuff, I ask them, have you made any money off of this before you came to me? No, I haven't. It's in proof of concept. Oh no, my business is ready to go. I've made some money. If they have made any money, the money that they have made is not enough to sustain them as a business entity. So either they are doing a nine-to-fiver, they're working with another business, or they have cash flow that they have, whether alone or investors or whatever, and now they're on the clock. And they've might have spent a good amount of time trying out different things. I'm going to be a YouTube warrior for five minutes, watch a few videos, make a quick plan, run through ChatGPT, and in like 20 minutes, this is what I'm going to do. Oh, it failed, it failed, it failed, it failed. I'm going to keep doing it. It failed, it failed, it failed. Oh, I blinked. It's three months and oh my God, I'm in the red. I haven't made any money back for my investment. My loan is due. I can only run from one credit card to pay another credit card to give yourself more runway. But in actuality, you're bleeding. You're not making any money. And then you take offense to people saying this isn't working and you got to pivot. No, I'm going to do it this way. It's not an attack on your idea. It's not an attack on your product or service being worthy. It's simply an observation that your operations, your marketing, or your infrastructure is terrible. And you have to pivot in order to be sustainable or accept defeat and try again. There is no guarantee in business. Entrepreneurship is not for the weak of heart. Entrepreneurship is not sexy. It's actually quite complicated. Let's pause for a moment. I want to give you all an example. I was just looking at Bleacher Report. They just talked about how Dwayne The Rock Johnson lost $60 million off the XFL. $60 million. That's a lot of money. Pause. Let's zoom out for a minute. The Rock's net worth is $800 million. He's probably going to be able to do a few movies and make whatever that $60 million is back. And if he really wanted to, he could put that $60 million back into the XFL and he ain't going to have a problem. But Troy, why are you bringing this out? Because as established as The Rock is, he has this Midas touch about him. At one point, he was the most successful and made the most money as a male actor. And he's still in the top 1%, the top 0.01% who are making money just by showing up, even with him and being so deeply integrated into that business. Took an L. Well, sure, you just told me about how if I'm pursuing my idea and I don't pivot, I'm going to fail. And marketing and strategy and operations needs the rock. He posts one thing on Instagram and it sells things. He has multi-successful businesses and he can just do another movie for anything that he fails to just replenish his cash flow. But you're not the rock. You're not available to that type of funding. You don't have a personal brand with a big evaluation almost to a billion dollars. But even with someone like that, launching a new venture technically took a nail. And in most cases, we pursue these businesses with our great ideas and our big dreams, and we don't make a two, three, five-year plan. 
we expect to just take off in like three months. And I'm going to be making six figures in six months. I'm making seven figures within a year and a half with no backing, with no infrastructure. As I always say, scared money don't make money and it takes money to make money. And if you look at your four currencies, time, money, knowledge, and skill, unless you have all four, an abundance of it, and you are just at the right time in the marketplace and things are moving so fast that you can scale and do what you need to do. You really need to have like a two-year, three-year, five-year plan. And you need to take into account the things that you lack. Can I fund it? Do I need to learn it? How much time and runway am I giving myself to make this happen? Take, for instance, this podcast. I've had seasons where I am just cranking out content like a champ, like a robot, and it's hidden. I'm getting reviews. I'm getting massive downloads. People are messaging me and emailing me, texting me. Yo, that episode was what I needed. You brought that smoke. You did it. Then I have seasons where I'm burned out. And I try to create something. And maybe it don't land for people. It didn't have that energy. It didn't have that aura. Maybe I didn't prepare myself accordingly. Maybe so many outside factors impacted the quality, impacted the deliverable, and impacted the timeliness of how I outputted those episodes, which could bring my numbers down, which can bring my relevancy down. And it snowballs. And so with that information, like, well, how do I do this? How do I sustain myself? How do I maintain? How do I expand? Well, Troy, you can only do so much on your own. You might need a team of editors to come in and like, yo, we're going to get these episodes out for you at a higher distribution, at a higher volume, so you can be that consistent pulse. Giving me two to three months worth of runway, now I'm not burnt out creatively. And maybe I can now switch gears from being creative because I've cranked out episodes for three months. And now I'm more strategic. I can put my marketer's hat on. How do I market these episodes to expand to different audiences? How do I retain those who are listening? How do I give them those vibes that I'm here, I'm present? Let's talk. And maybe from the interaction and engagement, I could put my social listeners head on and seeing how do I modify and adjust? Maybe I should switch the order. Maybe I should make another episode based off all the feedback from this one episode and hit it right then and there. This game we are trying to win requires a lot of strategic planning, observation, and modifications. I expect to take L's. If you are starting a business, a creative venture of any type, podcast, video, a book, whatever, Expect to text mails, period. It's not a matter of when or if. It's already going to happen. It's your response to when it happens. It's you being proactive and minimizing the effects. It's an understanding. As long as I know the proof of concept, the value, and the demand that I'm doing is worth something to me. Not only financially, but mentally and emotionally, I'm checked in and not checked out. I'm all in and not burned out. Those are those core X factor building blocks to make you sustainable. But know that passion and ideas are not enough. Know that you need to make sure your currencies are in flow. I need to generate money. Keep learning to make sure my knowledge is up. Keep training so my skills are up. Or I'm going to pay for folk with more knowledge than me, with more skill set than me to make this work. So I can pull myself out of the day to day, giving myself more time to focus on the bigger picture. If my head is too stuck in the weeds of it, I can never look at the big picture and see how far I've come or how far I have yet to go. Your idea is great. Don't be afraid when the world tells you it ain't. Either you're going to prove everybody wrong and you have the time and the willpower to do that, or you're going to compromise and find a middle ground where I still have most of my idea, but I'm seeing what the market is telling me, what the audience is telling me, and I'm adjusting accordingly. It's not easy to convert an idea that makes you money and not just money, money that's going to actually sustain you and not just you, whoever works for you, whether a contractor or employee, software and tools and technology that you pay for. Maybe you want to get to a point where it covers all of your expenses, not just business, but your personal expenses. And you can go on from there. The hard truth, it 
takes a lot of energy and patience, time, money, knowledge, and skill to make that idea into reality and then turn that reality into relevancy and then turn that relevancy into a dynasty. What's up, I Digress listeners? If you've been listening to I Digress, you know that I Digress is all about providing marketing strategy to help your business grow. John Jans is the real deal on the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. He's one of the leading small business marketing experts. Over 25 years of experience as a marketer, as a speaker, as an entrepreneur, as an, as an author. Listen to the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast that is designed to give you marketing tips, tactics, and resources to grow your business. Something I love about the show is that John never shies away from asking the tough questions. Things like, is your core audience the audience you want to have? And does your business solve a customer's problem? Some of the episodes that I listened to recently was how to create marketing that can't be ignored. Ooh, that's a good one. Narrowing your focus on your ideal customer. Don't we all need to do that? The Duct Tape Marketing Podcast, hosted by John Jans, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. If we're trying to go from an idea to a dynasty, from an emerging business into an established empire, what you do in that middle ground is critical. And it's not just the idea. It's how you operate. It's how you market. It's how you sustain. It's how you pivot. It's how you modify. It's how you scale. It's how you adjust. That's how you maintain your relevancy in spite of all the constant changing factors in technology and how the audience consumes and how they buy. The psychology of it all, the sociology of it all. Not to scare you, but it takes a lot of work. And yeah, it's easy to say that everyone's going to put in that work. But guess what? So many factors, no matter how hard you work, are completely out of your control. It requires you to invest in other people, to go out of your comfort zone and engage with other communities, collaborate, optimize, to get to that bigger vision, that bigger picture. So I'll leave you with this. I want you to take your idea and I want you to achieve that empire. But it starts now with dealing with the reality of where you are. How much money do you have? How much money is this idea directly or indirectly making for you? And running in parallel to that, how much is this idea costing you? Do you have operations together? Do you have marketing together? Do you have the right team? Now, me personally, I'm all about being lean and growing until I'm at a place where it really means I need to fill in the void somewhere. Because too many times we could actually invest and hire too many people or consultants or invest in a lot of technology and tools and all this stuff early without having an established revenue flow coming in and it all falls apart. So to minimize that, keep your plan simple. Expand where you need to expand. Modify where you need to modify. Ask for help when you need to ask for help. Throw that pride out the window. If the market says you got to pivot, you better pivot. Or you better have a really good reason why you're staying the course. This business game is not easy. If it was, everybody would be converting their ideas, checking the cash like it was nothing. But you have this calling. You feel it's worth the investment, that you have to do this. And so I want you to be part of the 10% that make it and not the 90% that fail. That requires you to be real with yourself. Get out of dream world and start moving in a way where you can make your ideas into reality. Your reality into relevancy. Your relevancy into revenue. So we can go from just starting off to being an established brand. From just digging the hole to seeing the dynasty. I challenge you to get out of your own way. Write everything down that you're dealing with. Where can I make money? Where can I cut money? Where do I need help? And move things along. The cost of you not doing the necessary in order for you to be successful can hurt you. Everyone who makes it an entrepreneurship accepts the challenge and pursues to be successful 
despite the odds, look at you right in the face telling you, you ain't gonna make it. Yes, you need a certain level of determination, but you also need wisdom to know, when do I pivot? Or sometimes you have to call it quits and start over. Hit the reset button, respawn, and try again. There's many businesses that were created from many other businesses that you don't even know existed because they failed. But off those shoulders, they also got success. The first idea may not be the one that wins. There's a series of trial and error. It's not a matter of how many ideas you have or how many ideas you run through. It's about finding the right one with the right operations and execution plan and marketing strategy that you can do consistently, that gives you your start, that makes you stable, that you can sustain yourself, and that you can scale. And as you scale, you add on or you take away, you expand or you minimize. But that's how you do it. That's how you're going to make it work. So are you going to do it? Are you going to make it work? Let's see what happens. Don't lose sight of what you're trying to do, but don't forget it's going to take more than you to take your idea to where you want to go. A lot of businesses fail because there's simply no demand for what they're offering. If somebody was out there trying to sell some lemonade or sell some Girl Scout cookies in the neighborhood in this rain, ain't no one going to walk out there to buy. It's a waste of time. So before you take your idea and run it, invest all this time, put your blood, your sweat, your tears into this idea. Make sure the crowd is hungry enough to devour what you have to offer. No matter the weather, no matter the situation, they still won't come and get there. It's your idea that you're trying to convert into a business. Got that juice. Got that type of weight, that type of energy, that type of demand that folk are going to want it like that. I get it. I get it. You still got to do proof of concept and you don't know the numbers say certain things or you haven't done a big enough test pool yet. But we all know when something takes off, folk hear about it, they see it, they're going to want it. And they're going to tell other people who are in the same boat, this is great. This is good. Just like that restaurant analogy. When people find out the food is good and it's worth a five star experience, people tell other people who have the same amount of money and have that same demand who want to get that five star experience. But when it ain't good and the demand isn't there and you on the wrong side of town. And the people you really want are across the bay that got the money and want that vibe and want that flavor and that level of elegance. But you on the other side, but folk ain't used to paying that amount of money. They really don't care. They could care less that you are there. They don't even know what you're talking about. They don't even know the things that are on the menu. You're in the wrong place at the wrong time trying to sell yourself to the wrong crowd. So make sure that there's no demand and hunger for what you're trying to put on a plate and take it to market. But I ain't trying to make this all doom and gloom. Remember, some of the greatest success stories have all risen from the ashes of failed, burnt attempts. It's really all about adopting a growth mindset and implementing effective growth marketing strategies. It's about adjusting and pivoting and shifting, doing this dance with the demand of the market, doing this dance with the very nuances of audiences, doing this dance with filling in ebbs and flows of your own operations to make yourself more efficient and more effective and more impactful in the hopes that it will then make you more profitable, sustainable, making you more cost efficient. See, people sleep on sustainability. They see money and, oh, great. But how much of that money did you keep? How much of that money is funding the scaling of your business? How much of that money is going into the bank that you could have saved for a rainy day? There are levels to this game. And I just want to make sure that when you enter this game, you got the right level of information before you get started. 
Not everybody's time frame is the same. Not everyone's success is the same. Not everyone's desired amount of money is the same. So some people could be going through this game and they look successful, but they ain't hitting the mark. You got other people, you may not think are successful, but they're doing exactly what they want to do because they have perspective on how they look at their idea and their business. Some people, I'm good with it being a side hustle. I don't need to convert this into an eight-figure business. And that's cool. Everybody's dynasty looks different. Everybody's goals are different. So therefore, do not compare yourself with everybody else. Do not follow everybody's tactics and strategies and agendas and processes to the letter because their experiences, their connections, their community, their brand's sake, the amount of money they had to work with may not be yours. So we have to have all of this with perspective. Even with what I'm telling you right now, there's a certain level of perspective you must take into account when you start this journey. Everybody talks. Everybody's going to tell you what is the best practices to do. But it's up to you to determine based on how you're going, how you're moving, how you're growing, what's going to work and what's not going to work and make adjustments accordingly. And know this, you have to be comfortable with your own decision. Whatever you choose to do at the end of the day is your decision with your idea, with your business. Be comfortable when it don't work. Be humble when it do. Be appreciative on the high days and don't get too discouraged on the bad days because this is a journey. This is a marathon. This is a whole book, not just one chapter. Again, this episode ain't about all hype you up. You can do all things. This episode is to give you perspective and a reality check to make sure as you're entering this new season, this new quarter, this new month, this new day, whatever the equivalency is of time, is that you move with intention and you assess with perspective. That an idea isn't enough. A business name and a plan isn't enough. A website is not enough. Having business cards and talking to folk isn't enough. How much is this making you money? That's what we need to figure out. And that's a wrap. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Digress. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Troy on social media? You can find him on all platforms at Find Troy. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you're listening. Looking for a marketing strategist to build the structure, strategies, and systems you need to get the success you want and the ROI you desire in your business? Book a discovery call to talk with Troy at findtroy.com. And as Troy's philosophy goes, imagination is the engine, content is the fuel, social media is the highway, marketing is the roadmap, sales is the destination, culture is the GPS. Thanks for listening. (laughs) 